when you do like a like a a brain melt when like you because that's not the first time that you've googled something just like because what was it like recently you we were talking about something like super generic and you just like typed it into google <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm not sure you but do, like you do that a bit would be like best like oh i think it was what we were talking about like whose hair is the best in like jrpgs and you were just and i think you just typed in best hair yeah <laughs> into google <laughs> the thing is is like so the if we're, you're thinking about it in a certain way like the best jrpg hair right is like the the whole thing the thought or whatever and but best hair is the subject and yeah. um like jrpg is the modifier when i'm thinking of when i'm thinking of these things and i'm typing them into google it's like my brain already knows the <laughs> modifier so it knows what it sh- it's so it's like i'm typing in best hair just being like oh yeah it's only going to show me jrpg stuff because that's what i know i'm looking for and, all i'm but hearing I have, is that you, you know? can't wait for the uh for the neural link to come out so that you no. can just link up with, link up with google and just be like <laughs> read my thoughts <laughs> well that's what the moon situation is ha- like that's what happened with the moon thing just then because i'm like oh yeah video game moon and so <laughs> the subject being moon and then video game being the modifier that. Wasn't it just last episode when Jesus. you when you searched for Jesus or something? Because yeah. the guy, the guy from Two. Yeah, and I just typed in Jesus. Yeah, that was the that was what happens. It's <sighs> it's only like half a second of like I. I but you know what? It's only half a second for you, but it's like a few <laughs> minutes of pure enjoyment for me. Yeah, you got a lot out of this. <laughs> I love it. Welcome back to Super Ghost Radio. I am your host, Jerry. And as always, most of the time, and I say most of the time because this is one of those times that I am only joined by Beth. There is no Greg. There, <laughs> there is, is no, no God. In the, there's no God. There's no Greg. There's no one to help us here other than Beth and I me. I was going to pretend to, I was going to not say anything for a while and pretend that no one was here, but. That would that. suck if you just got off the call as I started the show. Well, I guess it's just me today. Yeah, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to go. Yeah, you got this. Uh, Well, I don't know about you, but I'm excited to talk about a bunch of shit today because mm-hmm. uh, we got uh, we had some announcements, a handful of announcements, even a oh. basket full of announcements, oh mostly from Nintendo, but... Mm-hmm. I would say a basket full from Nintendo and a handful from PlayStation. Is we is got like, like two M and M's. One of them had like the the fucking candy sucked off of it, and all we were left with the, was that's a piece dramatic. Of <laughs> there was uh, not a lot. We freaked out at least twice. You can't say that. So we, I stood uh, up on my chair at one point for for Sony. <laughs> you sure did. We tried so, to form words, you know, so yeah. 
I, yeah, there's they didn't have as much, uh, but what they did have was really good. But Nintendo definitely had like a pretty jacked little yeah, direct they, for themselves. I think here you kind of gotta uh, for like a little bit of uh, I don't know if it's the words context or kind of like setting expectation is that Nintendo usually does a big direct in September where they show off what's coming up for their like fall winter lineup and tease a, maybe something's down like further down the pipeline so this is one of their more meatier ones throughout the year generally anyways whereas like a state of play is always going to be smaller <laughs> give me that and, like, meat, look, nintendo <laughs> yeah like this is this is like one of, this is a one of nintendo's like this is like supper time like you know we got all the fixings for you kind of like uh directs whereas it was state of play this isn't a sony showcase comparing these two things is a little bit like unfair in in a way you know let me let me just kick this off right away you know maybe maybe we have the same highlights but let me just give you my my top my top couple of highlights here from this uh this here nintendo show we'll do the nintendo show first because that's the first one that we watch um because it's the meat and potatoes. It's the meat and and the potatoes. So my my main course here, you know what it is. <laughs> you already know what it is. It's that Super Mario, Mario RPG. RPG. Yeah. <laughs> that shit looks so dope. They've added new mechanics to it. It's mm-hmm. got a nice fresh coat of paint. It's oh god! Every time I every time I see it, I, I'm just like in disbelief that it's even happening, and I can't I can't wait to play. It's like it's not even that far away. It's out like soon. Like, yeah, I think November or something. Yeah, I, I'll just bring up our we can bring up our fantasy draft. <laughs> hey, yes, I can't believe I secured this one for my fantasy draft. I was gonna grab it as my last one, but it felt unlike. Some people who are currently not here on this podcast be able to defend themselves. So I'll who? limit what I say. Who's that? <laughs> I don't. I respect <clears throat> that there are franchises and things that people love. So I won't, uh, you know, I won't steal it from you. <laughs> uh, November 17th. Oh, buddy. Whew. So close. Can't wait. Super, super pumped for that one. I mean, besides that one, that's like an obvious one for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to say. Princess mm-hmm. Peach is looking damn good in that P- Princess Peach Showtime. Holy I'm shit! So with you, holy shit, that looked good. I I can't, I can't believe how good that looked. I agree. I totally agree with that. Like I, uh, famously not super into the Mario games, like or most of the games within that uh, kind of like franchise. You don't say. <laughs> but man, that looked fun. I think the stage production, like set design of the levels looks so charming, like unbelievably charming. And you know, when she got that little her little like sword, her little fencer outfit, and I was, yeah. and then she uh, ninja and they're like, oh, there's gonna be more. Well, so, I, I kind of compared it exciting. to Kirby. It was kind of like she kept getting all these different abilities and stuff. And I, I love stuff like that when you kind of mm-hmm. like, 
you're cycling through different abilities and like not only is it an, a different ability it's like a complete costume change yeah I think it just it's super fun like if you looked at the way that i think um when it panned out at the end you could see that it was like uh she was in a lobby it was sort of like in a lobby like a hub yeah as a hub and then there was the uh different like stage or like um theater room doors and above each of them you could see like a weapon so you or like the the kind yeah. of like the cake or whatever so i don't know if you're necessarily gonna be cycling through them so much as like you go in and you do this level and in this level you're uh like a, you're you know a print like saving somebody and you're got your sword or whatever and this one you're a ninja and mm-hmm. this one you're a, a pastier is that what they're called when they make people who make cakes and pastries anyways um <laughs> but pastier. yeah so, pastier i don't know but uh <laughs> it is now <laughs> it's canon um but yeah I'll so have, like I'll have, gonna... a, I'll have one slice of that peach cake please <laughs> yeah this looked <laughs> fucking fun uh it really i had a moment of like I said I wasn't going to buy any more games this year. Like, Oh, you would actually like, this would be like a thing that you're like going to buy even. I, yeah. I, well, good news, Beth. It doesn't come out this year. <laughs> really? I thought it came out this year. No, it's March 22nd. Oh, perfect. 2024. So there you go. For there, some now, reason. Now I you have no perfect. reason not to. Yeah, because I have. Well, there's there's so many games that I feel like I already own that I need to finish that are they're big ones. Like I haven't finished Tears of the Kingdom. Um, oh yeah, yeah. So Jesus. I have like a couple like games that I bought that are this year or c- fucking expensive, and I haven't finished those ones. On top of that, there are games that I've purchased the dlc for and the dlc came out this year and i don't have those like even touched and then baby like all oh, the shit's coming out on playstation plus there's so much to play like i yeah. they're like off the top of my head i could probably list like five to ten games that i either have always wanted to play and never got around to or things that um I didn't even know about, and then I was scrolling through place, my PlayStation like Plus Premium, whatever you want to call it, and went, "That looks fucking awesome!" Like, oh yeah, I'm, didn't they just add um, what was that one that you kept telling me to play? Uh, Thirteen Sentinels. Yeah, Thirteen Sentinels just got added, or it's—I don't know if it's actually on I there yet. It, it was the nineteen, right? I think, yeah, I think it's out now. Yeah, so <laughs> that's on there. Um, but ugh, Jerry, Sea of Stars is on there. Like I want to play, yes. Oh my god! I want to play Sea of Stars. Sea of Stars. I've okay. So side side note from side this uh, <laughs> Nintendo Nintendo Direct. Uh, in in the time that I've been absolutely obsessed with Baldur's Gate, I have been able to throw on some some random things, and mm-hmm. I have played the first. I don't know, maybe forty five minutes to an hour of Sea of Stars, mm-hmm. and let me tell you. Oh, let wow. me tell you, that game is so good. Like, if if you're like hungry for just like an old school JRPG type thing, even though it's not, it's not a JRPG. It, technically, I guess it's called a, a Canadian RPG because it's made in Canada. Um, 
but, but yeah, it is, that style. That's it's totally, it's that's it's the style yeah. of like Chrono Trigger, and it has timed hits like Mario RPG. It's got probably, and I, I'm like I'm not even joking timed when I say hits, this. Like, oh, time hit, the time hits are good, but I, what I'm, also what I was gonna, Legend of Dragon. Yes, yes, we mustn't forget about Legend of There there's a handful of games that do timed hits. There's not enough of them, I don't think, because I I feel like timed hits really add to a game in in a way that like makes it like even though it's turn-based and like yes, I understand like you, It makes it more dynamic. Turn, yeah, it makes it way more dynamic and kind of more like actiony. Yeah, and like, there there's like uh there's definitely an argument to be said of that it does make it feel slightly different. Because oh, hundred yeah. percent. Um, you know, it's it's like real old school turn based games in a way feel a bit like have a lot more like almost like strategy involved in in certain aspects. Um, and then like the timed hits make it you know kind of just like have it feel a little bit yeah like more dynamic or whatever or more like um like you have input I guess quite literally, but. Um. Uh, yeah. What I was stars. gonna What I was gonna say was um that it is without a doubt probably some of the best pixel art in that style that I have ever seen. Like yeah, it is, it is mesmerizing how good it is. Um. Also, mm-hmm. I know that uh, your homegirl, she didn't compose the whole thing. I think she did some of the some of the songs on it. Um, what's her name? Yoko. Yoko Shinomura. Uh, the other, the, the, like, main composer is none other than Yasunori Mitsuda, who has worked on, like, some pretty wild games. Like, uh, hang on, let me bring this up. I, I, I I don't want to mess this up because he... He's done some of the well. He did. He worked on Chrono Trigger. Is like the the biggest one here. Uh, pretty sure he also worked because, like, basically, I think um, Yasunori Mitsuda and Yoko Shinomura both have worked on like very similar things, if not at the same time. Um, but Mitsuda is responsible for what I would consider one of the one of the best old school like JRPG themes I've ever heard is Frog's theme from Chrono Trigger. Okay. Oh, oh it's so good. It's so good. Um oh. and I but I think he also worked on yeah, he worked on Xenoblade. Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking Xeno Gears, uh Shadow Hearts. Yep. That's cool. Yep. He's uh he's been involved with some pretty pretty good music scores um so yeah chrono trigger xeno gears chrono cross xeno saga uh xenoblade chronicles one two and three <laughs> so this this guy this guy's good shit man mm. um oh he did the yeah because uh did you ever play the golden country I, like the no, tournament gold, torna- yeah no i didn't do it the music I, in like that dlc is fire like it's so (laughs) good i don't like i don't know what like these people were on when they did (laughs) torna music but it's like 
so much better than Xenoblade Chronicles, like one and two, and honestly, better than three. Like I, they, I don't know. They like took uh, they oh uh, they on drugs. Like I don't know what happened, but they were really good for that. They yeah. turned the DLC. This guy's yeah, he's he's a fucking. He's a good composer, but so is Yoko Shinomura, and she does do some songs on there. And she's also doing the full score again for the Mario RPG remake, um, which is fantastic. I heard some beloved songs in that trailer, uh, mm-hmm. including Booster's Tower, which has some of the the funniest and coolest and catchiest music. I also heard the uh, the Forgotten Woods or for uh no not forest of illusion that's from super mario world uh i think it's forgotten woods i can't remember what it's called in the game but um yeah that music is insanely catchy too but yeah gonna be good peach is gonna be good yeah the there's like a that, lot of good stuff looking dude stuff. that unicorn overlord that new <laughs> vanillaware game that looks so good that was my super mario rpg of this like yeah, the thing well, that got I mean, me the most excited i was yeah so that excited. that looks pretty good i gotta say um even as somebody that's not like like strategy rpgs aren't my first pick mm-hmm. like for games but i did like when i played the game boy advance uh fire emblem and that kind of mm-hmm. has more of like um that kind of vibe to it that it looks it so bad. It's just like, yeah, it, it looks so good. And I mean, it's, it's vanilla wear. <laughs> it's vanilla wear. Like those guys just make such good games. Also, speaking of vanilla wear, um, Beth, I hate to inform you on this, but remember how when we tried to play Dragon's Crown because we both realized that we owned it and then we realized that we can't actually play online together until yeah. we fully beat the game? <sighs> I started playing it with with my buddy and son of a bitch and it's so good you absolute motherfucker what am i supposed to do never play it (laughs) well now come on now we can't we can't go making promises like that and Um, you're gonna play that over playing odin spear or 13 sentinels no well no i didn't like it's not like you're gonna it's like a co-op. It's a co-op only game, okay? It's just a co-op only. Settle down. It's not co-op so, only. You can play alone. I'm, but I'm not gonna. It's no fun. <laughs> well, hey, look. That means that when I beat it and then you beat it, no. we'll, we'll ponder about it for another year and then probably procrastinate and then maybe play I it together once. I die before I play this <laughs> game with you now. <laughs> We have no other way to play it. I will never play this game. You know what else looked good? WarioWare Move It. I like to see Wario go... The WarioWare game going back to kind of... Not its roots, but like one of the best installments was that the Wii one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh my God. It looks so funny and so good. Uh, I also noticed that that along with the trombone champ... uh, we're using the infrared finally on the switch controllers. Yeah. It only yeah. took, I don't know, the whole console's life cycle 
in order for them to actually find a purpose for the infrared thing. But, you know what? It kind of hey. feels like a nice solid bookend because like the one two switch used it, which was one of the first games that came out. And now that it's at the end of its life, you finally have games that are using it again. So it's <laughs> <laughs> these little like bookends to this console. Yep. Uh, Dave the Diver is coming out on Switch. Uh, or it might already be out or like there's oh there's a demo out of thing um but you can play it it's either now or soon yeah sometime soon um that that game is really cool it's like a Mm -hmm. sort of a i i don't even know if i would call it a metroidvania it's supposed to be like a metroidvania but like you kind of go down and you like hunt fish and then you bring them back up and then you run a sushi joint and you just like serve people and like make sushi for people. And it it sounds kind of like basic, but man, it's got a lot of charm. It's, it's the reviews uh, on it are in, are just like out of yes. this world ridiculous. Like, yeah, if you go on Steam, it's like overwhelmingly positive with like a bazillion yeah. reviews. Yeah, I um, think that's like, good for Dave. Yeah, good <laughs> job, Dave. Um you and I kind of got ex- not excited, but we were like, "Ooh!" When we seen the Tomb Raider one to three remaster, I'm just happy for Tomb Raider. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I'm not gonna play. It was it. cool to see. Yeah. It was yeah, it was nice to see. To uh, Greg's like Greg pointed out that it's like the barest of bones, like visual difference. It just looks lightly looks less ugly. Cleaner. Yeah, yeah <laughs> her her tits are slightly less sharp. Uh, it's like they made the art, the box art version of the game, uh, which is really funny. But I just, I, I, I'll never forget like seeing, like, I think of a picture or something like someone posting and they were like, you realize that like 10 year old me thought this was the hottest thing on the planet. And it was just like a picture of Lara Croft and like how her boobs were shaped just like triangles. Yeah. <laughs> and like 10-year-old boys were like, oh, oh my God. This is amazing. Yeah. Kind um, of very funny. It's it's pretty funny. Um also I got a, a little excited, I guess, over the Contra Operation Galuga, which is a bizarre and hilarious subtitle. Galuga. <laughs> Baby Galuga. <laughs> That is um, good. It looks chaotic because you can play Contra with four players, which seems absurd to me. That that sounds like it shouldn't work, but it it might. But what <laughs> I did what, what I observed in that trailer was pure chaos. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. I got I got my doubts. Um Yuden Chronicle, Hundred Heroes. I even went, oh my god, is this a new Suicoden? And then I went, oh, yeah, right. I forgot that those guys were making that game that's basically Suikoden, and it got announced like two years ago. The guy who was the announcer, he said it differently. And we all had a moment of like, is it Yuden? Because he said like Yuden or something. Like, he, Oh, yeah. He said something really weird. crazy. Yeah. And we were he, like, he may as well uh, said like Ewiden or something. Yeah, maybe like, he, he said, said Ewiden. Ewiden or something. And we were like, the what? fuck did you just say, buddy? No, 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 no. I have heard the developers call it Yuden Chronicle. Yeah, okay. Because it was so strange. Because I, I even, because I feel like we were looking at it 
And you were you said like, oh, is it? Um, oh, I think he called it Ayudin. Ayudin, yeah. And I was like, oh, because you said, oh, is it uh, Suikoden? And I was like, no, I think it's that 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 Yudin Chronicle. And then like he and now like he when he said yeah, no, it, he was nobody like, nobody told Yudin. that guy. They they sat that guy down in front of that microphone to do those voiceovers, <laughs> and he was like, I I you I you I ya I I Yudin Chronicle hundred heroes coming to the and, and he just went with that. Mm-hmm. It he, was he so strange. It, poor guy, he didn't know what the fuck he was saying. <laughs> Yeah, it was. Uh, but you know what? It's coming out. It's, it's a it's a thing that exists. I feel it like I good. have no. Yeah, have no. It real, looks good. Like I never played uh, any of those games. So. I know you didn't. But if there is ever a Beth RPG, it's one of those because mm-hmm. like you literally go around recruiting anybody with a portrait that you talk to. You're like, oh, how can I recruit you? And then Maybe. when you recruit them, then you get a base that you build up with all these people and they all go back there and they all have like their own little spot. Like some of them might open up like a little shop or something. Like it's, it's so good. It's so Possibly. good. It is such a Beth game. Trust I... me on that one. It's a Beth game. Not okay. Sidebar. Not to yeah. get too into the weeds and get so far away from, uh, you know, the Nintendo and Sony of it. Um, <laughs> I've been having like a little bit of like a a gaming crisis. Oh, yeah. Do you want do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I feel like okay, let's talk about it. I've been pretty like down on a lot of games that I've been <gasps> playing recently, including things that people really love. And it's like is I'm having a is this a me thing? Is just so like I. You couldn't, there's no way you could be talking about our beloved Baldur's Gate. I am kind of not into Baldur's Gate, but I also wasn't into 16 (laughs) at all. I kind of um, wasn't like, like Tears of the Kingdom wasn't able to keep my attention for a long period of time. I kind of started to get bored and I have a fair amount of criticism about it. I have recently started playing the Pokemon DLC and oh well that's that's not the way to and I've come come to the conclusion that Pokemon Scarlet and Violet is the worst mainline Pokemon game in the entire series at a girl um (laughs) I and like I can still it's not that I'm not having fun when I play these games I just have been noticing that like I've been just so much more critical of uh just like small faults in games and on top of that like even more critical about games that are like like supposed to have really engaging stories and i kind of want to say but maybe that's not what you need anymore right now maybe you're like getting burned out on like these really in-depth things maybe you just need like some something quick that's kind of like not brainless like well i was gonna sorry go ahead i was gonna say that i i think i've come around to the conclusion that like final fantasy 14 ruined me (laughs) yeah well there's nothing really quite like that experience that's kind of its own thing but it also translates into other experiences so like yeah if you're looking for the next 
that experience, good luck. Because that spanned over years. Well, I played two Trails games um, before. But like before um, I started school and after I finished work, so I had like almost a three week period and I played Trails from Zero and Trails into Reverie. And I was even really annoyed by those games. You know what you should go back to? Or maybe you already beat it, but I remember you being pretty high on Loop Hero. Uh, yeah, Loop Hero. I did. See, that's what that. I mean. That's what I mean. And I like... also, I think. Cult of the Lamb is one of the best games I played oh, this year. Oh, right. Yeah, you were really big on that. You, dude, you know what? You know what the next game for you is that's not going to like burn you out with any of this shit? Fucking Dave. Go get Dave the Diver. No, I can't buy any more games. I've got to I'm like I think I'm going to start just going through the PlayStation Plus. I want to finish Baldur's Gate. Here's another thing. Maybe like I want to finish these games that like I want to finish Baldur's Gate before the end of the year. I want to finish um, Tears of the Kingdom. As I'm well. amazed that I've been able to finish some of these games, like Tears of the Kingdom, and well, Final Fantasy 16 wasn't overly no, it was like super long. It was pretty normal for length in a JRPG, but Baldur's Gate is something else. Like that is not what I was expecting the length of that game to be. I mean, I just hit Act Three basically, and I'm like on my care. Like I have on my Steam playtime, which I've made a point not to idle. I think I have like 106 hours right now. Now, what my the fuck? Yeah. My uh now my main character is not all that because some of that playtime was from when we played. That was like two that like we played for a couple of hours. Tops. No, Both I think times. we I don't know, I have to check the save file cuz the save files with those characters tell you how how long the playtime is. I don't but think I, that we the three of us, I don't think the three of us played more than 7 hours together. I also started the game like four or five times with different characters um to try out like different classes and stuff. Mind you, I didn't get very far, just kind of like the first like area just to kind of test out to see what they felt like, but um yeah, I have like a hundred plus hours in that game right now. My main character, Crazy. though, I think is like, I think it's like getting close to sixty between sixty five and seventy hours for my main. Mm. And I just kind of hit Act Three. Like I just got to Rivendell. What's that place called? Rivendell. It's like the shanty town outside of yeah, Baldur's I Gate. Know. I've just yeah. been making my own fun in Baldur's Gate and I've sort of started just to lean into like full-blown murder hobo. (laughs) (laughs) People, you've just lost all the will to live so now you're just like, I don't care anymore. I'm just going to kill everybody. Yeah, it's kind of like there's clearly other ways to get through this but I'm just going to murder everybody in this room. (laughs) Nice. I pushed a guy off a cliff yesterday that I didn't like. Yeah, I just... I I see the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah. But yeah, I guess I guess you just you need a you need a little little break from like these really extensive RPGs because I don't know, maybe it's just too soon to have like an extensive RPG for you after coming down off of what, like a year and a half of Final Fantasy 14. Well, I haven't played Final like I haven't really like I saw playing Final Fantasy 14 like January or February. Right. I mean, I stopped a long time ago too. However, that does not 
disqualify the fact that that is still one of the craziest RPG experiences I've ever had. Like, yeah, it is well, hard to compare stuff. It's just like the story. Yeah, and the, the story characters is... are so good in that that when comparing them to other things, I just feel like a little like. No. Here's here's the thing. Call me crazy. You like I think smaller games though like and, and I'm not just saying this but like Super Mario RPG that's not that's not like a 45 hour long game like it's probably like 20 hours max for that game like it's a fairly short RPG but like it's not there's not like a shitload of depth to the story it's just kind of like it's just kind of like fun and charming and cute it's not going for like the intricate stories or anything like that. So like maybe something like that might appeal to you a bit more, but I still think that you kind of almost need to take like a mental break from these lengthy, not even JRPGs, but just like these super big games. Like I, I feel like you almost need to have like a couple of, well, like call to the lamb. Like that was what, maybe 15 hours. I can look. Um, well, I've, Played the, I played Cult of the Lamb, and I also played the DLC because that was free. Oh. And I played it. All, I started and finished it in four days. Uh, Jeez, like, uh, thirty-six hours. Thirty. Uh, well, I guess yeah. If you did the DLC and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I got really into it. Yeah, but I mean, different kind of game though. I guess it's not. Yeah. I need variety. I'm guessing and feel like maybe that's it. But uh, I had this realization when um, like a couple days ago when I was really getting like ripping <laughs> ripping Pokemon a new one to uh, <laughs> a couple people and then while I was catching Pokemon I turned on reaction videos to certain parts of Endwalker and Shadowbringers Um <laughs> So I could just watch people experience it for the first time. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Maybe this is why I've been so mad about uh, JRPG stories and like games with like intense storylines recently. It's just because nothing is nothing has made me feel the way I felt about Hermes. <laughs> His story arc is so good. And I, I can't get over it. We, we, we don't. We can't. I know, I know, I know. Oh, oh. We're supposed to be talking um, about Nintendo. Yes. Uh, and the Sony, last thing that but... I, the last thing I was going to bring up, um, Beth, do you like puzzle games? No. Then do not check out Mario versus Donkey Kong because that is kind of like a puzzly platform game. But it, oh mm-hmm. my god, it's so much fun. I know that you're not big on Mario and stuff like that, but it's such a fun little game. Like it's not, it's not your typical like. It's not like I wouldn't even consider it like so much of a platformer it's no it, it kind of seems like it's a, almost a, like a little puzzle box have you ever played uh pushmo no on on 3ds oh that's no. such a good game such a good game um yeah the rest of the stuff here eh, didn't really click with me so much yeah if um, i i really want to like say that i think uh, yeah the princess peach thing looks great oof. i definitely want to play that it seems really charming and fun i never played super mario thousand year door and oh right yeah 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 yeah. that's that, another big announcement that is also something that i definitely would give a shot 
uh, so there's there's that. And Mario RPG, I'm not saying no. Okay, it, like you, well, of course not. Yeah. I'm not saying no. So those things, but, I no, the, like you're... for the Mario games. Weirdly enough, this direct, in a way, had the most the best showing of like Mario franchise. <laughs> Mario for games me. that that appeal to you. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, you know what, I try those. Those look okay. Like I, so I'm I'm down for those. And um, I want to say also just like going back real quick to like Unicorn Overlord. Uh, in the like saying how. I feel kind of like not into a lot of this genre right now, but Vanillaware just hits and they hit every time and it looks different and unique in, in its own special way. And then knowing how they um, kind of have like, ch- they change like what types of games they make, like the actual gameplay and stuff so well. They have been, yeah, yeah. Um, They've been tested testing out some different things yeah and i'm like really looking forward to it i think that it's going to be great vanillaware usually is really great and then just on top of that for anybody who hasn't just once again channel or you know play 13 sentinels before we move on to the sony state of play yep i do have one thing i want to talk about that was in the japanese nintendo direct only but we are getting it here so let me ask you this, Beth. You like mm-hmm. Undertale? No, yeah, Undertale's cool. Yeah, Undertale's Music's great. Yep. Uh, well, Undertale borrowed a lot in a lot of ways from a game that I think it originally may have came out on Sega Saturn, and it might have got ported to PlayStation. I mm-hmm. don't remember if one or the other didn't come to North America, or if if either did, or I can't I can't remember what the story is, but moon like re- i think it's like moon remix rpg or something like it's got a, it's got a re- remix rpg adventure that's the one it's by onion games and it's totally like an undertale kind of thing it's like a anti rpg if you will like you you have the choice to like not really do battles and stuff and like it's it's totally it's very similar to Undertale, it or, came to Nintendo Switch worldwide August twenty seventh, twenty twenty. Moon did Moon, yeah. Okay, has, so that's that's a re. That must be like a re release or like a remake of the original because the original's from like nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, ninety seven or something like that. Um, I'm on the so Wikipedia page. That developer announced a new game. Uh, that looks really cool. I gotta say, uh, it's called Stray Children. And it's about like this little dog person guy who gets like sucked into a TV and like it totally like I seen a f- in the trailer like they show a couple like bat quote unquote battles mm-hmm. and like it totally looked like something from Undertale like where at at first it's like turn based and ha- even has like the same like perspective where you're just like it's like almost like first person view you just see like the enemies lined up on the screen you just select like attacks but then it also showed like at one point the character like dodging things in like almost like a bullet hell kind of thing going on and yeah it it looks really neat and now it makes me want to check out moon more than i had before i kind of definitely want to check that out because this looks really cool 
so when you brought it up, um, I, the reason why I had initially was like, I feel like I can picture it is because I actually have Moon on my wish list on my Nintendo Switch. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I've had it on my Nintendo Switch in the wish list for, well, I mean, no earlier than 2020 since like I couldn't, but mm-hmm. uh, probably around then because I had heard um, pretty positive things about it from, well, I mean, I think people were pretty down on it when it came out now but i just because of like they i don't think they really tried much to make it like a master or anything like that it kind of is a little bit like here literally here it is like we just moved it um i think i heard people like complain that it was very like dialogue heavy with not a lot of like actual action but i think that's kind of like what that game was going for anyways like yeah you're you're almost like talking your way out of fights and stuff like it's it's yeah it's it's totally a different kind of thing but i think it's worth a look absolutely um yeah that that was it for the for the nintendo stuff but (sighs) speaking of speaking of rpgs that new final fantasy 7 rebirth trailer oh my god this game is going to be way bigger than I was expecting it to be. And it's going to cover quite a bit of like content from the original. If like I th- I seen I think Greg put it in our our chat like somebody analyzed like the different areas that they seen from the trailer and like just how many of the areas that you would have to get through to get to some of those areas and like there were a lot of like places that are going to be covered in this game. And it sounds insane. I guess it's not too crazy, but uh, this is two discs on PS5, which is pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm i curious to see like how much is actually on each disc, like what the full thing is, because it's the saying, oh, this is on two discs. It can be like a marketing because what did um when you were you were Greg looked up how much um, oh can fit on a Blu-ray yeah yeah but like you could uh like Isn't each, it 80 gigs or something I'm not sure I can't remember but like you can not you could also not put the maximum amount of <laughs> on each one do, and just do, make it two discs because yeah. of like how uh like nostalgic it can be in in a sense right because there is yeah and didn't they like in in a way there's a whole theory about how once again either you or greg brought this up uh there's a theory that this is actually going to cover oh that was me yeah yeah the entire rest of the game and then the third game is going to be like a completely new uh story but and if you if they did that, then between this game and then remake, it's three discs like the old one was. So like fully just for nostalgic reasons. But that's why I want to see. I wonder how much is actually on each disc. Um, because yeah, it's kind of almost like doubling your font and being like, oh, now it's now my now my paper is five pages. <laughs> um, so it, it looks. Ugh, yeah, it but looks it looks so great. Good. Like regardless, man, and it looks I hope, so good. 
You know what I'm curious about? What's that? I would love to know the full um, development for this and remake because, well, remake was announced in 2015, mm. right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it came out, the fir- like remake came out in 2020. So it's like a five-year development window that like at least the public knew about it. And theoretically, something has to get like approved and probably like is in the works and is a little bit under development, like active development before it gets announced. Um, so I'm curious, and I, I kind of had this thought before too. I wonder if like the reason why the development cycle, or at least from like announcement to um, like publishing or whatever, um, to release was so long is because they actually wanted to, they were maybe done or kind of like cleaning it up, but they were working on this for a lot longer too. Yeah, it's possible. They knew that they w- this one was going to be really big or they wanted to make it big and they wanted to make it so that like they could come out kind of close-ish together so the, that it's not like five years between five or six years between each one and then on top of that you could have them graphically be sort of similar uh they're done in the same engine so i wonder how much of like this game was actually um being worked on and done you know before even um remake was put out yeah um just a a curiosity just a thought because uh, well, a, th- a thought that I had too was, especially after today, after Greg said that thing to our chat um, about uh, Takashi Kiryu, the new Square Enix president, mm-hmm. how he wants to work primarily on HD games and he wants existing IPs to be upgraded to AAA status, um, which is kind of funny because it made me also think about how, like, well, Super Mario RPG is a Square Enix game. And it's when you think about it, it's one of the it's one of the few Square Enix games that's going to be exclusive to something like actually fully exclusive because mm-hmm. like that game ain't coming out on PC. It's just going to be on Switch. I mean, yeah, like stuff like Live Alive was console exclusive, I think, to Switch. And then I think it it came out or is coming out on PC kind of recently maybe even like yeah i think it came out like april or something finally but like some some of these like square enix games mostly end up on some kind of cross platform even like the final fantasy 7 remake like that eventually did end up on pc rebirth will eventually end up on pc um 16 even though they said they weren't going to do it that's eventually going to end up on pc um oh, they, but they not- said they were they never said they weren't going that it wasn't going on PC. I they did. No, they always said it was, but when it was going that they weren't going to rush out a port. Oh, that it was yeah, going to take some time yeah. because they weren't just going to throw it on PC and have it be like a disaster. Yeah, it was just like an interesting thought that Super Mario RPG is like one of the very few Square Enix games that are like an actual exclusive to a console right now. Yeah. Well, um and okay. then of course, do you, 
not to get too into it but i feel like this is like a lesson that square enix has already like learned the reading his the, those talking points and it being like oh focus on hd games and a focus on t- making existing properties into triple a like haven't they already learned the, these lessons that like not all of their like ip is is has a mass appeal and if you try to turn it into a mass appeal game then it actually doesn't appeal to anybody and (laughs) that like putting all of your money into these like turning these a lot of niche properties into triple a games is only going to lead to more things like well more wasted money and then more things getting shelved and turning stuff that can be interesting and unique into just like like have it trying to have this mass market appeal and isn't that literally why they made the whole like hd 2d and like they started that studio like tokyo it's a tokyo something studios the people who made like i am setsuna was because they realized that people had this like craving for these old school um well that's that was one of his points was to work primarily on hd games so like those hd right but turning existing property into triple a have making hd games but turning all of it no that i don't think that i don't think those are the same thing i don't think he was talking about like those as a statement i think they were like points of like okay number one work primarily on hd games period number two identify existing ip like i don't think it was like the same thing thing no they're different points in the there's definitely it was different like if one is one one was if one of those points was point number one the other one was like point number three or something like that but it like the language and the way that it is is just like these seem like lessons that they've already learned like i am prepared for 10 more years of every game other than like final fantasy saying that it was uh that square enix internally considers it a failure even though it like sold really well for what type of game it is because that's what happened uh, i think forespoken scared the shit out of them (laughs) but that's but like that's the lesson forespoken had too much money put into it and too much time it didn't need to like forespoken was like could have been a very decent like kind of more double a title from square enix but they put so much money into it to try well, and like make it and market it as like a triple a thing and it lost them all this money because there's a question do you, so, do you consider yeah. near a triple a or double a i consider near like budget wise i think near is con- like new near like near automata would be triple a i think even the replicant remake, I would consider that more of like a double A. Yeah, I, I, I agree about replicant. I think even Automata, I feel like it's it's got the polish of a triple A game, but I don't think it had the money behind it of a triple A game. I think it was still kind of a double A kind of yeah. But like, adventure. I think I don't know. I they, would consider a triple A, but like, I still just think. Could you imagine if they threw the amount of money at? a new near game that they did at like final fantasy 16 no i don't want them to do that because <laughs> well, yeah i guess that's a good point because then it just gets too bogged down well also because then regard 
the reason why near uh, Automata was so successful internally for Square is because they were shocked at it selling like a million copies. And for them internally, they didn't think it was going to do that well. And so it was like, it performed successfully for them for, by whatever weird internal metrics they have. If they give Nier the budget of Final Fantasy 16, it is not going to sell like a Final Fantasy 16, which means we're never getting another Nier game again after whatever one that is, because it's never going to perform the same. And so that's what I mean when it's like the idea of just like giving AAA budgets to Square titles that are they're not going to sell like AAA games. None of Square's properties other than like Final Fantasy is going to have the same mass market appeal as like an Elder Scrolls game. They don't have like that's just not ever like not that it's never going to happen because like markets change and stuff like that but like it's a lesson they've learned so many times like that was their i feel like especially over like the playstation 3 era like did they not get raked through the coals <laughs> and like pulled over like like a spike pit for like that was what they tried to do and it just like mostly flopped and failed and then We're once again resonance of fate <laughs> Oh my God. And well, even original Nier, it did yeah. not perform well. Now, see, I, I look at that statement of identify existing IPs as like, okay, they haven't done anything with the Chrono series other than Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, both of which sold very well. But then it just kind of like, they just shelved it and they were like, meh, I guess there's no more of this. But if they give that a like Final that- Fantasy 16 budget or even like the budget of like, uh dragons dragon's quest dragon quest yeah, yeah dragon quest uh i just it's going to it's not going to sell at that rate it's going I don't, to be considered... i don't know if you understand how many people that play like rp like rpgs and jrpgs would be absolutely clamoring for a new chrono game that's not just like some whipped together like hd 2d remake but like an actually full-blown and it doesn't need to look like some of these quote-unquote triple-a games like it doesn't need to look like final fantasy 16 or anything like that but like even if they because i mean dragon dragon quest 11 is what i would consider a triple-a jrpg that still had that old school vibe to it and it sold like fucking hotcakes so like if they managed to kind of catch that lightning in a bottle for some of these older franchises like like the Chrono franchise, dare I say the Mana franchise? Like I, I'm sure they're shocked that that Trials of Mana game sold as well as it did. Um, so maybe that's kind of the direction that they're looking at. Of like, you know, okay, well, obviously there's a lot of people that want to play these types of older games, kind of reimagined. Mm-hmm. What if we like take those older IPs and actually give them new games with bigger budgets? Yeah, like it's not that it's impossible. I just they just sold off all of their western properties and IP and got rid of those studios because they tried to do that with like things like Tomb Raider and those sold and did really well, but they were can still consider failures because the amount that they put in the amount of money they put into it and how they expected it to perform. 
And I think if they're going to then turn around and expect all of these other like older franchises to perform as well as kind of like their kind of more like their tentpole uh, titles or franchises, I just think you're going to you're wine, you're just gearing yourself up to have those headline after headline of talking of, of square investors and the board of directors and the president talking internal in these internal memos saying how all of these games are considered financial failures regardless of how critical like the, critically they're loved or how well they potentially do and i know that it's and it's kind of like a slightly like an apples to oranges comparison because the gaming industry isn't the same as the movie industry but it just is like when you look at how quote-unquote blockbusters how every franchise every studio is trying to turn every single movie that is out there into a blockbuster movie and then they're shocked that not every single movie that comes out is like a multi-billion dollar like has a like a billion dollar return on investment because they spent a hundred to two hundred million dollars making the movie another hundred million marketing it and then not like not like not every single person in the entire fucking world goes to see it it's a failure regardless of it doing super well like it can get 300 million dollars but it's still then not a financial success so I just, I kind of see, when I see that language, I just worry that they're going to be walking down like these well-trotted paths and roads. And the <laughs> lesson that they're going to come away with is the lesson that these idiots in Hollywood are coming away with of being like, yeah, well, we're just not going to, we're only ever going to invest in like established IP. No more new IP, no more like risks no more anything of this everything has to like be these cookie cutter come out all, the exact same way like it just all i can think of now is like cutting out the clip and slowing it down in slow-mo where you're like final fantasy 14 ruined me <laughs> yeah i don't know i just it, it it's concerning because i just often feel like when you like the lesson learned by like CEOs and executives in situations where games or anything fails to meet like what their financial expectations are is not that, well, maybe this thing is still really good and people love it. We just need to scale back on budgeting because it doesn't need to have this much invested into it. Look, for at it the to end be of the good, day, they go, oh, well, you know what? We're just going to cut it and we're only going to make these two franchises from now until forever. At the end of the day, if I get new mana or new chrono, I'm going to lose my fucking mind. But, but you might get one it, of them and then they never do them again. I'm okay with that as long as you get one. <laughs> Dear, I love, <laughs> I love Kingdom Hearts. They're never making another one of those again. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts does well for them. It is, it does financially really well for them. And it does get the tr like triple A treatment. And I'm not 
in this scenario, in this like landscape that Square Enix is setting up for itself, I don't have to worry about Kingdom Hearts. Like, you know, I don't. But I don't want Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy to be the only franchises that Square Enix ever makes again. Like, if they just cut off any creativity and any, like, Oh, yeah, game. they definitely have a portfolio of games that and I think that's kind of the, the point that he was making about the whole like identify existing IPs because like they have such a vast portfolio of games that like have not seen anything like new in so long that people have just been like clamoring for like kind of the same way. You know how like people have just been like, we want a new Silent Hill. And then we finally like, well, this year was like a total surprise of us getting like a ton of new silent hill like nobody ever expected that to happen but like um it's kind of like the same thing only in like the rpg side of things it's there's so many different ips that they they should expand upon but if you if you really 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 want to look at the success of a a brand uh developer like a brand name developer really like kind of turning heel look no further than capcom because I feel like the second that they turned that heel and went with Resident Evil 7, then Resident Evil 2 Remake, then, like, just started going that direction. And, like, I was even a naysayer that, like, okay, well, like, Resident Evil 4 Remake, is it even old enough to have a remake at this point? But, like, that game was insane. Like, it was so good. Which, by the way, speaking of, <laughs> during this Sony thing, we got that uh, that DLC uh, for Ada's stuff and mm-hmm. the Resident Evil 4 VR mode. Um, and yeah, like Capcom totally did like a, a complete pivot and just were like, all right, let's get back on task here. Let's like make this brand name actually. Cause like, I'm sure for a while there, um, people that would see Capcom would be like, eh, whatever. But like now, when I see like in a in a director in like any of these like showcases, if I see the Capcom logo show up, I'm like, oh shit, what is it gonna be? Like this is gonna be something. Here we go. I, and like most of the time, I don't even care if it's like a new fighting game because like even with like Street Fighter Six, I mean, uh, fighting games aren't like my first and foremost forte. I played the shit out of Street Fighter Six. Why? Because it's really good, and it <laughs> seems like the the majority of Capcom's games that they're putting out lately are like the, the amount of really, really, really good games are far outweighing like the mediocre games at this point, which is like different for them. For, Cause like, I feel like over the, the last little while, like they were kind of, they were kind of slipping a bit. They weren't really the cream of the crop, but now they're kind of shifted back into that, front seat of like yeah man we're riding shotgun (laughs) like this is this is what's up like you see that capcom logo you're gonna get excited because well for one thing resident evil completely reinvented itself which yeah i'd say like since seven and like around when monster Hunter world came out they really turned it around for themselves at least they're like yeah reputation of their the quality of games or just like i don't know just how good they are yeah uh hey I I want to I want to get to something before we run out of time. Uh, we both freaked out and lost <laughs> the ability to say words um, <laughs> when we seen uh, a trailer for Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn, 
which is a DLC that's coming out for uh, Tales of Arise, which, Beth, you could probably speak to this a little better because I haven't played as many Tales games as you have, but uh, how many Tales games get DLCs? None. Yeah. Um, and then when, when we seen this trailer, you and I instantly recognized the, like, the the scenery yeah, that we were looking at Dana. and like Rena and Dan, we were like, Oh, well, uh, so the, it's the, it's fucking. Aren't those, aren't those the names? Aren't those the names? <laughs> those are, those are names we know. Those are names we know. Yeah. It yeah. was so funny. Like, and then you said that you went from your, your standard perch on your, your chair to like kind of, I did like a crouch sit. Like, yeah, I was like, (laughs) I had my hands on the back of my chair and like, I was like half risen out of my chair. Yeah. 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 It looked, it looked really cool. I was shocked to see. I thought it was a new game. I was like, uh, okay. We're getting a sequel to this. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, It was, it's really cool. And it looked fantastic. It's, it's exciting because, uh, and I said this to you, but, uh, a lot of t- a lot of times with these with tales games when they end um the world isn't the same as it was before it's like something fundamentally has yeah. changed to re kind of work or reestablish the oh, way that, like the world functions i did not realize that that dlc comes out on november the 9th oh i guess i am buying something else <laughs> I mean, but, you're buying that, and also Hell Divers too. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, that doesn't yeah. look bad. It doesn't look bad. It's just that uh, we both, we all commented on the trailer for that. Like the gameplay looks fun, but like, mm-hmm. dude, stop showing us these trailers with the voice actors hamming it up, being like throwing grenade. Like mm-hmm. nobody, nobody talks the way that you talk in in gameplay like this i mean we even joked and like what what's greg's famous saying that he always says when we're like playing online with him i'm the stupidest man alive or i'm, I'm the stupidest, the stupidest man. man who's ever lived <laughs> yeah that's Whenever what they fuck something up that, that's goes, the kind of stupid stupid I'm the stupidest <laughs> man has ever lived yes and that's the kind of shit that i want to hear when they're showing these trailers just someone being like fuck 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 oh, oh i can't oh, I'm, I'm down i'm down i'm down can someone oh, i'm dead i'm dead yeah beth uh could have used a hand just a single solitary hand like just yeah. people bickering at each other and then being like you know freaking like no one wins a match like they were showing like these insane matches that were ha- like not matches but like it you know, was one fight against like a some, giant yeah. creature thing and like they they get it and they're like good job guys way to go woo and it's like no nobody talks like that when they're playing these games like you like the most if- relatable thing about them their conversation was that um they were like okay let's go in let's fight this let's let's oh i'm down okay so they banter a little bit and then one of them goes like you know what let's just like nuke it yeah, I mean, that uh, was... That like, was yeah, you know what? I would nuke it too at this point. Yeah. I'd be frustrated and pissed off and be like, you know what? I'm just going to use my giant bomb. Yep. But I mean, the game looks cool. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. Like, I bet you it's a blast to play with a few friends. I believe it totally, it. Yeah, it totally gave me like... um, Not the same vibe as like... It's, it's like 
a weird cross between like Monster Hunter and like the Rent. Division. It was giving me, <laughs> or the, yeah, the, was giving yeah. me the Division vibes. I think it's more like I don't. I can't really tell from the gameplay that they've shown from the game yet. I I don't know if it's like an actual like world that you're exploring or if it's just like missions where you're just like, hey, we got to like take out this this thing. Like this is our mission for this this level. Kind of like almost yeah. like um back for blood kind of thing where it's like, okay, we're going to run through this level and then the big bat is at the end and we got to do this. And this, these are the mechanics for the big bat here, um, yeah. which well, which is fine, but it and looks I think, fun. I think this is the a crux of, or is one of the issues. It gave me division vibes because of how bad the like ban- like the dialogue between <laughs> the um, players were like how hammed yeah, up really and really bad. Yeah. Like how phone, like, phoned in it was for like a trailer talk and all of the division trailers had the same like forced player dialogue between it so i'm drawing comparisons between the two because of the just like trailer dot like the player dialogue in the trailers and how clearly bad and forced (laughs) and not natural it is and i don't even know if those games play like at all but i'm automatically drawing I'm one sure one. shit gonna tell you something right now uh nobody's talking like that on voice chat and no. if they if they are you're gonna go hey man you want to cut the shit <laughs> yeah, we gotta you're... we gotta play the fucking game dude like cut this bullshit out stop you're... stop communicating properly <laughs> you're either gonna be slightly like panicked and yelling you're going to or you're gonna be talking about what you're gonna eat for supper like you're there's... <laughs> yeah the dialogue you have is not going to be coordinated at all. There's or, been times where know? Greg and I have been playing like Monster Hunter yeah. and like it'll be like going from like, dude, I seen this crazy video today on Twitter. Like this guy was doing like a handstand and like he was just like uh, th- this crazy thing was happening. And then all of a sudden it'll be like, oh, fuck. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Okay. Uh, yeah so anyways the the dude was just doing like a hand and like yes. that's that's what our conversations are like when we're playing these like intense games because um, a lot of people play these online games to hang out with their friends not necessarily to be like i'm gonna be the best fucking monster hunter there ever was so it's like well i mean i've i uh, i don't even think i ever got into it yet on on the podcast but i did play a bit of uh remnant 2 by the way, mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh my God, that game is good. Um, same thing. Like the whole time you're playing that game, you're just like, oh man, this is cool. This is neat. Oh, dude, I found this. Uh, come check this out over here, real quick. Yeah, check this out. Grab this gun. Oh, that looks stupid. All right, let's keep going. And then, like, you get to a boss and you're just like, I don't understand how we're supposed to kill this thing. Like, <laughs> it's just like a- anger and then like ah i guess okay let's one more one more try one more try let's let's try it again it's never like okay throwing grenade okay good okay take take him from his six like no it isn't shut and up like the obviously the most i've ever played online is 14 and one of my favorite <laughs> Like dungeon memories is playing the first dungeon in Endwalker with Greg, and it was just the two of us screaming. <laughs> it wasn't. There was no communication. We were not being like, oh, like uh, you know, trying to dissect what the you know the moves were and meant or whatever. It just was. 
a bunch of AOEs on the ground during the last boss fight and us going, oh my god, ah, oh my god, oh my god. And just like <laughs> screaming and running around and just being like, ah, ah, oh my gosh, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die, I'm gonna die. Oh, oh, I managed to avoid them all. And then the next, and just, it, yeah, it was just sp- screaming and making noises and freaking out because there were so many AOEs on the ground. Uh, and it I'll was t- I'll tell hilarious. you something. Yeah. Something I wasn't freaking out about is Avatar Frontiers of Pandora. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, that just looks like Far Cry. Hey, I'm, I'm happy for all the Far Cry fans out there. I'm not. They have, have to stop buying those goddamn games so that we can move on. Jesus Christ. I think they do okay. So they do, yeah, really okay. And You're they never... shouldn't. Like, we gotta stop this. Oh my god. I'm sorry. Look, I, I look, okay. I'm getting, I'm getting a little heated. I apologize if you like Far Cry games. I'm sure they're fine in their own right. However, there's too many of these games. That's why, and boy, am I gonna get shanked for this. Um that's why I don't give a single solitary shit about Starfield at the moment because I'm kind of over the Bethesda formula. Like I just, mm. I'm over it. Like I just, that, that formula was like 2008 to 2012, Jerry. Oh yeah. Like that was my Jimmy jams. Like throw me in an open world where I can just like go around and pick at stuff and just do whatever. Yep. Do it. And like, look, besides all like the complaints, stuff that people are saying, like, oh, the performance and all this stuff, whatever, Who, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll, they'll, they'll get around okay. that at some point. Yeah, that's not the point I'm trying to make. The point I'm trying to make is that there's too many of these these games like Avatar and Starfield and these Far Cry. Like there's too many of these just like running open around world Western games. Yeah. Like it's just like these open world first person things, and it's just like it's just not like. And this is just my own opinion. It's just not doing it for me anymore, man. Like it's just it's not like. And I think that's part of the reason why I love Baldur's Gate so much is because everything in Baldur's Gate feels very like handcrafted. Like Mm -hmm. every area looks like a painting come to life. Like there's no everything is there for a reason every person is placed there for a reason there's no just like random npc running up to you and uh, like yes there's there's like some random people but like i don't know everybody just kind of feels like they have their like their own place and they're there for a reason but like yeah i don't know i mean yeah the avatar games looks flashy and like it's got crazy graphics and stuff like that but it's like but like do we need another one of these God. I would say, I would say like, okay, hmm, how to, how to phrase? <laughs> I have like, there's like a, like a ghost of a thought trying to connect a bunch of these things together. I would say, well, um, Ubisoft style games. Uh, Far Cry is just like a Ubisoft as fuck Ubisoft style game. Like that's <laughs> its own genre at this point. So I wouldn't, like, I get how you're you're drawing the comparison between like Far Cry and Ubisoft and Starfield, but I do feel like they, in a way, have a separate enough identity from each other. Because uh, like a Bethesda game is... Because you can... A Bethesda game has a distinct yeah, feeling tell. versus yeah. like a Ubisoft game. Um, but I get what you mean as in like these kind of big open world areas that are, yeah, first person and whatever. But um, 
it's more like I guess the they're open and vast for the sake of being open and vast uh, just so that like they can say that they're these massive open worlds like the map is x times amount as big as this thing over as this thing before yeah, that's, or whatever that's what i'm saying like I'm yeah just, there's a there's enough of you <laughs> mm-hmm. like we've had our fair share of you and it, it doesn't really like yeah okay you can build a spaceship that's cool um but like i don't know like give us give us some more substance or something like other than just yeah you can just like explore everything and like loot stuff and pick your own path like it's yeah. just it just seems so done before and like this brings me to my kind of sleeper hit I, I don't know if i would say sleeper hit but like you know the obvious big contender of this show was like the Mar- marvel spider-man 2 mm-hmm. and i'm i'm excited about marvel spider-man 2 but you know what i'm not as excited as i want to be want to know why because i i'm just i don't care about these open world games as much as i used to like i I like those Spider-Man games. The combat is fantastic. It's just like the whole like got to go here and do these like little like clear off these markers off your map because it's like here's a little fetchy thing and here's a little fetchy thing. And like, yeah, I know that sounds absurd coming from a guy that plays a bunch of JRPGs, but like I'm also not into it with those games either. Like I, you I've don't been do doing a, except for Baldur's Gate, which is absurd. You have um, your you have your exceptions, but like you played six you played sixteen, oh, 16 and you I didn't do any of the side quests. No, I I could I there's not a single shit that I could give about doing any of those side quests because I just I did I didn't care. Um, but you know what stood out the most to me out of all the stuff from this state of play, and this is the uh, this is the one I wanted to end on. Because like, yeah, Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, of course, of course, that's going to be crazy. Spider-Man 2, yeah, that's probably going to be pretty crazy. I just need to review well. I don't care. (laughs) The Resident (laughs) Evil 4 remake uh, DLC, I'm going to play that. It's Mm going to be good. I have no doubt. Tales of Arise Beyond the Dawn, yep, going to be good. Helldivers 2, who knows? As long as you don't ham it up in the comms. Uh, Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, moving on. Uh, the it's thing, for a certain group of people, but but then baby steps looks <laughs> yeah. amazing. I don't give a shit when anybody says this is the thing that I was like, yes, I want to play this the second it comes out. This looks hilarious. It looks stupid. It looks hard as hell. It looks kind of like i mean you know you're 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 coming from the the guy that did that made quop obviously because you could tell mm-hmm. by the movement um and then i think bennett foddy who did yeah. um getting well, over it getting over it so but like just the organic feel of like the conversation like when like it all seems so like procedural how he was reacting to like environments Okay, yeah, because I was gonna say the, all the cutscenes seems like bit. No, 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 it's yeah, clear, it's that's de- not. It's, yeah, it's definitely like a level based kind of thing or like whatever. But like it, yeah, like every every little piece of ground he was stepping on, he was commenting on in like a very improvised way that I I just thought was hilarious, and the humor is really good in it, 
And it just, you know what? That that's the thing. That's the kind of game right now. I just like I I'm just nom, 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 nom. I'm just lapping it up because like it just looks like I can throw that on, play it for a few hours, and be like, yep, that felt good. And then I can I can be done with it in probably like ten sittings. Yeah, I gotta and, say, like Baby Steps looks like it's one of those games that. Will you comes, play Baby Steps? This is a. It's something that I'm really excited for it to come out because I don't have the patience to play it. Uh, <laughs> You'll so watch I'm, me play it though, right? But I want to watch other people play this. Like it's something that's what it, it's like going to be really, really fun for me to watch other people play this game. Cause yeah, no, I would lose my absolute fucking mind, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to see other people play this oh, for sure. So Cause I do like it, all of it feels like, like an improv like that cutscene of just being like the grappling hook and it's like you know they keep doing the hand motion the same <laughs> and over and then it's like oh yeah just you know go up do that oh yeah just do that and it's like that feels like so, like an improv yeah it was comedy so- skit like so much and the humor was just really hitting all the spots on me like it was just like yup this is this game is definitely dinging my dong it's getting the dinging my dong award of the year (laughs) like i've been watching okay i've been watching a lot of um dimension 20 which is a uh D &D show that's done by dropouts which formerly college humor um and each of their like they have like um different seasons that kind of are going are ongoing or whatever so uh, like when one one starts is about six episodes it ends and then like the next season is like something different so kind of like an anthology with a bunch of different people in it so uh, it's not like gotcha. so like you can watch one season of dimension 20 and it's not like you really need to know anything that happened before or after like there's a couple exceptions but generally you it's fine and that them having that conversation about the grappling hook and like being like oh yeah i just you know do that uh-huh it feels like just like an improv bit from like a dimension 20 type cast where it's like uh someone will say something that's like so ridiculous that like another character like another player character will just be like oh really like they almost like break character in a way to be like oh yeah that's what we're gonna go with that's what you're saying like just this and then the other person just doubles down on it (laughs) and it's like so absurd and so it gives me really fun vibes like very similar vibes to that kind of thing which is great so it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun yep uh well why don't we uh, use our own grapple hooks and get out of here? Uh, I think I think that that does it for all the well, all the stuff that you and I wanted to talk about. I'm sure there's yeah. things there that people obviously liked, like Foam Stars and you know Avatar and stuff like that. They definitely were freaking out about stuff that we didn't talk about. But uh, they're probably no really hardcore Ghostbuster fans. That maybe they are. Who knows? Maybe it's, you know, it's fine. You're allowed to get excited about VR games that look mediocre. But uh, hey, we're not here to judge, are we? People like what they like. You know, not <laughs> everything like is what they like. for exactly, everybody. Exactly. 
Yep. That's that, that's you know? what we always say here. And that's that. why making every game AAA is a mistake. But you know what? That's just my humblest of opinions. Um, <laughs> also, right. I well, want to say one thing I've learned, Jerry, from this. Yeah. One massive thing I've learned. Tell that me. Both of us really need to play Mario RPG. Sure. That okay. and we both really <laughs> want uh we really crave some newness and freshness in our video game with you know with our in our relationship with video games like we're both almost like in an emotional rut with video <laughs> games and are like trying to find something to spice it up <laughs> yep don't <laughs> don't we all want to just spice up our video game romance <laughs> Uh, <laughs> our romantic lives in video games. My my romantic life in video games is not going so well with Shadowheart. Let me tell Asterian you, I, not love I, me. I, I cannot bring her to Bone Town. So help me God, it just won't work. The bitch dyed her hair fucking white and everything, and she's like, "What do you think?" And I'm like, "I fucking love it. I worship you." I'm like kissing her feet, and she's just like, "Okay, hey, shoo away from me." But anyways, that's a story for another time. We don't have. To Time this to is get a story for someone very specific. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear about this. <laughs> Join our Patreon that we don't have yet to, to hear all of our sexy Baldur's Gate stories. Join uh, either join Discord and you can just talk to Jerry or just DM, <laughs> DM Super Ghost directly. He's the only one who's on that Twitter. <laughs> have in-depth conversations about Shadowheart. Also, uh, on that note... You can find us on Twitter at SuperGhost Radio, on Instagram at SuperGhost Radio as well. Uh, big announcement. I have actually gone through the process of learning new things just so I could start uploading all of the SuperGhost library onto YouTube. Yes, you heard that right. The YouTube channel is going live with our catalog uh, I would expect there's probably going to be the first uh, five-ish episodes as of because I I can't find the original audio for some of the older ones. So it kind of <laughs> it's going to start at four, even though we have more episodes before that. But uh, the first one that's going up is going to be probably episode four to maybe like ten because uh, it, it takes a it takes a bit of time and. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna look nice and clean, so you can you can go over and check those out soon, very very soon. Uh, we are also on Twitch at SuperGhost Live. Have done a thing in a minute there, but uh, maybe over the uh, maybe over some of the holidays, maybe maybe we'll stream some stuff. Maybe we'll stream some some of that uh, that game that we were talking about earlier today. Uh, what was it called? Um, what? Remember that game? That one on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, party animals! Is party that? animals, yeah, that'd be a fun game to stream together with the, mm-hmm. with the three of us or something. But uh, until that happens, you can continue supporting us by subscribing to our podcast and leaving us reviews and all that nice stuff. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Anyways, um, what do you say? Get out of here. Sure. Say goodbye. All right. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye.